welcome to episode three of Carrie and Dan Save Christmas, your favorite holiday movie podcast that you're listening to right now. I'm Dan. And I'm Carrie. And today we're talking about A Diva's Christmas Carol, hot on the heels of its 20th anniversary, a take on the Dickens classic from 2000 that holds up thanks to a contemporary storyline hit songs that unquestionably should be part of any <laughs> Christmas playlist, and what is quite possibly the best interpretation of Scrooge by the diva herself, Vanessa Williams. Oh, Carrie, this is my favorite Christmas movie. What were your thoughts? This was my first time seeing it all the way through, although I was like, I must have seen this at some point on ABC Family or something in my youth because I definitely remembered Kathy Griffin who plays the ghost of Christmas past. Uh, that crazy like white fairy tale wedding gown or whatever it is they put her in uh, when she's first introduced. I was like, I absolutely remember the scene, but um, I loved it. I didn't, I like, not gonna lie to you. I put off watching this movie until literally like two hours before we recorded. I was like, I literally have enough time to put this on towards the tail end of my work day um, and, and and watch it while I like finish up a few things. And I was like, wait a minute, this is amazing. Yeah, I unironically, I both ironically and unironically yeah. greatly enjoyed yeah. this movie. Um, all right, well, Carrie, so do you want to do the 60 second roundup this time? Sure. Um, can you give me a minute on the clock? Minute on the clock in three, two, one. Diva's Christmas Carol is exactly the plot of A Christmas Carol, uh, with the exception of uh, Ebony Scrooge, which an amazing name, fantastic, played by the amazing and gorgeous Vanessa Williams, uh, is a terrible, is a diva and a tyrant and everyone who works for her hates her. She's visited by the ghost of her former bandmate. Uh, she was in a trio at one point. Uh, who's Marley, played by Chili of TLC. Um, and then three other ghosts, one of whom is Kathy Griffin. Um, or no, actually, one other ghost. And then the ghost of Christmas yet to come is actually a very cool, like, behind the music montage of, like, this is the tragic death of this beloved pop star. And then everyone talks about how much they Ten hated seconds. Her. Um, and then there's a happy ending. And she becomes, like, a super philanthropist who's like, I will give children with cancer copies of my cd for free and stereos to listen to it Thumbs on up. that's it that is how that movie ends that so. is how that movie ends um, uh, I'm, I'm glad everything in there i think i I'm, think you did too yeah i mean you you are 100 correct that the film does not deviate from the storyline of a christmas carol right? but it's very but, inventive in the things that it pulls it is you know and it so i i might be wrong on this i should have double checked before we hopped on um but it originally aired on vh1 Mm -hmm. and it was a vh1 movie the whole concept is that ebony scrooge was part of this band um what is the name of their band i don't remember how how dare I? Well, while you while you look into that, uh, I will set up that one thing that they do look into is like the Bob Cratchit is her former ex boyfriend, but also her manager. Um, and so Tiny Tim is like his son, who's like really sick, and his wife is like, "Ah, oh, your terrible boss is making you wear." I don't know why she's Borat. 
uh, in this impression <laughs> is like, oh, so basically the, the setup is she released a Christmas, Ebony Screws released a Christmas album and they are making them. And so she's like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing some sort of charity concert, whatever, which you kind of get the impression that she's not, this was not initially for charity, but then she definitely absolutely makes it one. It's really just like she, that money was supposed to all go to her, which is like way worse than Scrooge ever was. <laughs> like he was yeah. not like full yeah. on stealing money from sick people. It was supposed to go to a homeless charity. But then basically she was like, oh, I need all my staff to work on Christmas and all, and naturally they all hate her. Um, and so Bob Cratchit does have like a tiny Tim character uh who you don't see we i don't think we were ever introduced to his son we just hear a phone call where his wife is yelling at him being like yeah. come home for christmas or i'm divorcing you um and he's like well i have to you know have a job to pay for our kids health care and she's like whatever and i'm like ma'am <laughs> what um that was confusing to me i was like i understand uh, i guess the frustrations of being sick of this woman also like the fact that your husband works with his former lover very closely 24 seven. Like I get right. it, but at the same time, I'm like, this is the only way you are paying for your son's healthcare, maybe we're allowed to believe. I don't know, I don't know her interior life. Mrs. Cratchit, she might've, or that's not the character's name in the in the film, but um, she serves the function of Mrs. Cratchit. She does, and, she does. Yeah, Kelly Cratchit, oh, that is her name, okay. Played by Linda Goodwin, an actress I'm not familiar with otherwise but yeah so basically you know she could be a surgeon I don't know maybe she doesn't need his money but I digress it is um oh and the other big deviation the point I was trying to make was um the her bandmate who is welcomed back in to sing um Tina I think Tina's supposed to be the other bandmate uh other than Chili Terry plays Marley Jacob Terry Freeman sorry played by Stephanie Biddle um yes who they basically are like, you did this girl, you know, you did your former bandmate wrong after um, Marley died. And Marley died in like, she was like, we're supposed to leave. She had drunk drove and accidentally killed herself and two other people. And so her, her she comes to visit Ebony uh, and is like, hey, my eternal punishment is to watch you screw up your life. Um, Not before she takes off her head and like, somehow yeah. takes off her face it's a very weird but you don't very see 2000 to the 2000 cgi effect. yeah it's a very yeah. like a face-off situation but you don't actually see like she's like this is what i look like underneath and you don't see it <laughs> yes. and i'm like what what choice was made to to make this joke and then to not show it um and she's like there's no plastic surgery in the afterlife or something like that some, some crazy line like that um oh i will say my favorite scene but it's also the least realistic uh as a black woman this we're at the very beginning where she's like kind of being really mean and she's on the phone. She sees the painting, this painting of um, Marie Antoinette or something morph into the face of, I guess Marley is who it's supposed to be. I, at yeah. first, before, before we were introduced to Chili, I assumed that was her niece. Um, but then they, she's like kind of disturbed. And then she's like ordering her dinner from room service in a really mean way. And then all of a sudden there's a category five hurricane in this penthouse New York, New York City hotel room. She's like, there are no, she literally is shouting, there are no earthquakes in New York City. She's like angry. The, the choice of this line delivery is to not be scared, which is what anyone would be in the situation. Uh, especially thinking, assuming there are maybe ghosts or something supernatural, black people would be bolting out of this room. But this woman, it is actually a hilarious scene where she's like, ah, I'm giving this hotel a terrible review for how drafty it is. It's like lines like that, or I wish I'd written down some of them. 
and like the room is shaking and the lights are flickering and all the windows are open and she things are flying around and she is completely un annoyed and then she opens the door and we can't really see who it is she just starts screaming and it's chilling it is because she recognizes chilling she's like you're dead and she's like yeah girl i know um but that was like the most hilarious that was the moment i was on board with this movie because at first i was like yeah yeah yeah, i know but oh it opens with a very uh vanessa williams singing a christmas song and she's a beautiful i'm just constantly reminded of how beautiful her voice is it's stunning she really does have the voice of like an angel she does i mean i think that's part of what makes this movie work because the songs are actually really good. I mean, The Heart of Christmas is a wonderful ballad and hilarious at one point, Kathy Griffin says, um, why do you only sing ballads now? And Vanessa Williams goes, oh, that's what the record label wants. And I was like, oh, that's possibly a little meta, which I love. Yeah. Um, but my favorite song is Heartquake and honestly, it, it's pretty good. It's a pretty it good song. It bothers me to no end that it is not available to listen to on Spotify or anywhere. Like, hmm. where is the soundtrack to A Diva's Christmas Carol? Can't find it. It does not exist. And like, I you can't even find it on eBay or anything? I don't think so. I mean, I've looked all over. There is a clip of the performance on YouTube. Like, Yeah, just rip the out. audio from that, yeah, and put it on your... <laughs> I know you could do that. Maybe I will. Yeah, I'll show I'll show you off mic. <laughs> Sounds <good. laughs> so I don't get uh so we're not liable for anything. Yeah, exactly. Um so the music is good. Kathy Griffin is a total standout as the ghost oh, of Christmas She past. was perfectly cat. This is probably the one of the funniest uh Kathy Griffin cameos I have ever seen. Yeah, I mean she goes toe to toe with Vanessa Williams and they both somehow come out like they enhance they're incredibly other, funny they have they have such good comedic chemistry with each other 100%. uh also again Vanessa Williams looks absolutely gorgeous I even though this was like 20 years ago she first of all does not look wildly different no she doesn't um, like she's not she, aged today she's not aged today her hair was so like luxurious her skin was perfect obviously her is beautiful like eyes of hers I was like I understand why she was like a huge like sex symbol back in the day she's yeah absolutely stunning and she's hilarious in this movie so this um, is the thing about Vanessa Williams I feel like I wish more people understood like I think so many people see her as one thing mm -hmm. like who you are like either she's Miss America, who was no longer Miss America, but absolutely should have been Miss America, or she's the actress from Ugly Betty, or she's mm -hmm. the singer of Save the Best for Last. And like in this movie, she is all of these things. This is one of like the gayest uh, things you've ever said to me, Daniel. <laughs> I mean, I- You're just describing kind of like different types of like, queers are like do you know Vanessa Williams from Ugly Betty or do you know her from singing Colors of the Wind or are you a Disney gay or do you, oh, do you like I mean, saying I am all of those things oh yeah so perhaps maybe I am the crossroads that is Vanessa Williams you know like all Vanessa Williams roads lead to me I don't know if that's what is what say, does that mean who knows you know what it's I, Christmas we're girl. moving on yeah <laughs> I will say oh it was 
it was a very delightful movie. Um, it, I do, I do like that it hit also all the story beats that A Christmas Carol does, which is when you see enough of these movies, and by these movies, I mean any movie that like spoofs or is trying to explore A Christmas Carol, you know, they have all the beats of like what happened to her sibling. And they actually had a really touching storyline with uh, her brother and, and they framed it very much as instead of her being, oh, she was like sent to a boarding school because um, and she like didn't go home for Christmas, which is a thing in the in the original book. Um, I think the circumstances of that is like Scrooge is from just too poor of a family or something like that. But in this one, they made her dad uh, very abusive. Uh, but also the act that performance of that actor was not terribly convincing. But also I'm like that's good because this is always un- you know very uncomfortable to see anyway. So I, I kind of prefer it being like a little bit of a bad performance, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't mean, want it to be even, too real in this sort of movie, right? Because yeah. it would just be too dark. But it is, I mean, it is pretty dark, as you, it is. As you see I it. actually, I mean, I messaged you when I was rewatching it this evening too, after that. And I was like, I completely forgot about this moment. And it was Me enough too. of a shift that I was like, oh. So trigger warning to anyone uh, who might be uh, triggered by Sensitive sensitive to uh, any sort of depictions of abusive families because uh, it's yeah it's in there and it's quick I mean I wouldn't say it's even longer than 60 seconds but um and you don't see him like jarring. hitting any it's not like a lengthy violence it's just mostly him shouting and like yeah he, and then and he then throws she's... a Christmas tree into the fire or a oh, paper yeah. Christmas tree into the fire something like that anyway um, it's not fun but it no, is no it's uh, not it does kind of land in a way where you're like, oh, well, like they're taking this seriously. I mean, the, the choice to include it seems to be from a, a storyline perspective rather than like, a, we're just gonna throw this in here willy-nilly. Right, and like the whole thing is they have to set up the trajectory of like, why is Ebenezer Scrooge not have any Christmas spirit? And it's like, because of Trump, which as I said there, I'm like, well, even in the original story, the yep. majority of his thing about Christmas is purely traumatic. Yeah. Like his sister, and in this one, her brother dies around Christmas time. She sent away to boarding school as a child and separated from him at Christmas time. And, and also we're led to believe that her mother left. And so right. like, and very recently too. So like the mom left right before Christmas. And that's why the dad was like taking it out on the family. Um, you know, and so... That is that is my I guess my primary complaint with the Christmas Carol is like this person is ungenerous, uh, and you know, and trauma is no excuse for being like terrible and abusive to other people by any means. But you kind of sit there and you're like, so Scrooge is like just really needs some counseling, and yeah, that's mostly exactly. kind of what you get from from this movie. It was like, oh, this woman would be really nice if she had dealt with any of this. Yeah. early in her life instead of just trying to become a, you know pushing herself into working into fame and also demanding that of the people who work under her and who make their living with her where she's just completely um so myopic just in the sense of like i need money i need to work you yeah. know having come from like nothing um and also being sad that like you know her bandmate and best friend died and then there was a whole the storyline of um the other singer who was in the band who in the ghost of christmas present like takes into like oh what happened to her and it was very much like an effie white situation in dream girls where <laughs> totally. it's like, it really is there's like this woman is like living alone and like sad and like in a not super nice apartment and it's like 
well, I gave her her share of the royalties to the songs and they're like, well, but then you sued her a bunch of times or, or like, or they were in a lot of legal battles or something. And so now she is nothing and she has no one in her life. Yeah. Another like, excellent example of Kathy Griffin calling out Vanessa Williams in this film. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then it, she is redeemed because much like at the end of Dreamgirls, they, they yeah. reunite and they sing um, Here Comes Santa Claus or something. No, they sing. Um, what is it? Oh, just no rain, reindeer. So- ring, ring to yes, ring. it's sleigh ride, sleigh ride. Oh yeah, that's one of those holiday songs I block mentally every time they you come block on every sleigh ride. Yeah, I hate it. It's not one of my favorites, man. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, so that uh, I don't know. The, I is mean, there anything what? else you want to talk about? It was it, this is your favorite movie. Let's make with the last like two minutes before we do final judgments. Make an earnest plea, like make a case for okay. why someone who hasn't seen this movie, who saw this movie a million years ago and feels no need to rewatch it, why they need to rewatch it this year. Go. Okay, a case to rewatch A Diva's Christmas Carol in 2020. Uh, one, this is the most faithful adaptation to A Christmas Carol that experiments with the storyline presentation in terms of putting a different characterization like it's not set in England there's nothing to do with like the world of accounting or business uh and instead it's set in the music industry so there's excellent music Vanessa Williams and Kathy Griffin give arguably two of the finest performances of that year I know that's sounds crazy and hyperbolic. In the year 2000? No, no, no. We're going to look up some other movies that came out in 2000. This is my turn to defend the honor of why you should watch this movie. Um, But that's fair. I'm open to You're saying they did a better performance than anyone who was in American Psycho, Gladiator, Requiem for a Dream, How the Grinch Stole Christmas featuring Jim Carrey. Oh my God, I hate that movie so Snow much. Day. We'll never talk about it on this podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, now we have to talk about it because you're just so opposed. That's uh, fair. The first X-Men movie. The All right, movie, fine. Little All right. Nikki. High right. Fidelity. Like, Aaron Brockovich. You are saying, best in show. You're saying that All these, right. that All Kathy right. Griffin, wait, wait, audience, audience. <laughs> I just, I just want to <laughs> contextualize. He's a Kathy Griffin and Vanessa Williams in a Divas Christmas Carol deliver a better performance than Denzel Washington and Remember the Titans or Catherine O'Hara in Best in Show or um, Julia Roberts and Aaron Brockovich. Well, I just now would like that to... I've been shamed. You, you know what? If you're not shamed, you'll never learn. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. So then Jennifer Lopez in The Cell. Oh, okay. <laughs> now you're just yanking my chain. I'm just and we're getting down off topic with these list of I'm sorry, continue, movies. continue your earnest, please. No, no, my two minutes is up. It's fine. Uh no, I'm kidding. I love you. Um I no, I just I really think it's one of those movies that you should approach with ambient viewing intentions, and you will surprise yourself by getting totally sucked in and enjoying this film. I agree. That's a hundred percent. Yeah, how I mm-hmm. felt about it. And I look forward to uh, hearing everyone's thoughts on this film. Um, I do know that 
a few of my friends that I grew up with, like this was pretty yearly viewing for us, um, especially my friends on the swim team. Uh, you all know who you are. Did you, and, did you just screen this for them instead of coming out? Uh, well, we're all gay now, so there's oh. no necessary need for that one. You just understood. It's like, is we he just um, collectively a fan understood. of a diva's Christmas carol? That's, is that I mean, you... literally, we all loved a diva's Christmas carol, which really should have been a sign for our parents. Um, but uh, here we all are. I love you all so much. Um, yeah, okay, so Carrie, do you have a favorite scene from this oh. film? Oh, I have, I mean, the, the destruction of the hotel room was very funny. And that was the scene that. where I became first uh, emotionally invested. But honestly, any of the scenes with her and Kathy Griffin, I just thought was so funny. Yeah, their dialogue is a uh, very whippersnapper. Oh, sorry. Wait, I changed my answer. The transition scenes of when they're flying place to place. (laughs) Absolutely hilarious. Yeah, the CGI. Excellent, excellent uh, green screen, even in the air. The same to point out for context. Another thing that came out around this time period were the Lord of the Rings movies. (laughs) So that's where we were technologically speaking. This was not, you know, 1994. Lord of the Rings was being released. Yeah. In this yes. time. So. Yes, it was. It was um, only 10 years before Avatar, I'd like to point out. Oh. We were getting the Star Wars prequels around this time. Well, it was a VH1 budget, okay? That, you know, <laughs> I, that is, but it's Viacom cinema. money. Viacom, I know you have it. Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. <laughs> I mean, we know why VH1 didn't get the money, but yeah. that's fine. But you know what? This is a movie that should never be remade i hope it's never remade i agree i think it should stand in its own like citizen accessible kane. Vault. like i hope they like don't remake <laughs> citizen kane and a diva's christmas carol i love how i just got chastised for <laughs> deigning yeah, to say I this <laughs> i have a film degree daniel i know what i'm talking about <laughs> fair fair um just really quickly my favorite scene always 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 is the heartquake performance um ah. and that moment where vanessa williams is playing team and then all of a sudden she grabs the microphone and just steps out in front and marley and terry are like what is she doing and it works it works with her in front and without it a divas christmas carol would not exist and so and we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, on our rating scale, oh, how do you I don't even know where to begin with this on a rating scale? Um, I know. I feel like you're going to say this movie saves Christmas. This movie does save Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, I would give it that too because I genuinely enjoyed myself. So this gets our first uh, film to be awarded saves Christmas status. You heard it first. A Diva's Christmas Carol saves Christmas. All right, Daniel. Uh, I think we're about out of time. Uh, where can folks find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at News or on Instagram at dmeyer2010. And that's M-E-Y-E-R. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at, at underscore I am living color or on Instagram at I am living color. This is Dan. And this is Uh, Carrie. (laughs) 
And we are a Carrie and Dan save Christmas. We almost had it on our sign up. Do you want to do it one more time? Next time. (laughs) No, let's not do it again. No, no takes backs. Yeah, no takes these backsies. May your holiday movie viewing be merry and bright. Uh Oh,